0: You're at 657 AM, radio carrying 24 hours a day, 657
1: AM.
2: I promise that Dr. Tailan will be in the studio with our psychologist, um, Sis Khadi Tovejani on the line. Let me take a moment first and greet um, Dr. Taylan. Dr. to handle yourself. How are you? I'm
3: fine, except you know, I'm just. Devu- I mean, I'm just recovering from my flu, mm-hmm. and then you can even hear my voice.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's got a frog.
1: Yeah. But, uh, so
2: th- that frog is always there. And that frog go in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Pella, we know you are healed. <laughs> yes. Basically, you are so healed.
3: I'm happy to be here. I would have yeah. loved to have shared the studio with Hadi, but uh, unfortunately, because of some circumstances that are beyond our control, yeah, she can't be here, but uh, we are together.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I did wrong. I was supposed to also make her Zoom. Né? next time yeah next yeah, time yes. we'll put it on zoom so that everybody on facebook can see all our faces that's you know right, put yes. the voice and the face together together that's <laughs> right, yeah psychologist kharit how are you
0: um, first of all,
2: I am well. Thank you for hosting me. Wow! Welcome to the family. I just want to make something clear before the family strangles me. Now, um, Dr. Tlelani knows it, and so just making you aware that you are coming into a family, not listeners. So we don't have listeners. Don't call them listeners. Call them family, <laughs> and oh, they yeah. will love you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they definitely.
1: will.
2: Love you. <laughs> we got family members, and and yeah, no listeners. So um, there. Will love you to bits. And so today we are talking adjustment disorders. Somebody will be saying, "Hmm, adjustment? What? <laughs> what exactly are we talking about?" This <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> um, sure. Adjustment disorders. Let me start by saying thank you, to Bonvilla, for hosting me. Um, mental health issues are taboo in our society and we hardly, hardly talk about them, hence our people are misinformed or let me rather say they lack information around them and it is our responsibility as mental health care providers to talk about these things in the language that they can understand so that they can be able to seek appropriate help when they see the signs Mm. and symptoms. Hmm. and i I like the topic of adjustment disorders because it's some of the things that happen within adjustment disorders that people tend to overlook and not think of them as issues that require um <clears throat> attention hmm. so just to get to dive into the topic, when we're talking adjustment disorders, um they are characterized by an emotional response. Hmm. To a stressful event.
1: Okay. You know,
0: in today's life, there's quite a lot of things happening around us. Mm. But in this case, we're talking a stressful event. event. So yeah. you, can't, you can't have a, an adjustment disorder without an event happening. Typically, the stressors would involve financial issues, a medical illness, or a newly diagnosed um uh, of a chronic condition that is medical or a relationship problem where the other partner wants to leave the relationship or it's not just, you know, dealing with the relationship in the manner that makes the relationship um, healthy. And the symptoms complex that development involves anxiety or depression. Okay. And, Be- before you and even and get may- there,
2: before you yes. even get to the symptoms, is Before we get to the symptoms, I, I want to bring you back just a little bit, um, okay. uh, and, and 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 ask first, uh, uh, Dr. Teilani, here, um, you spoke about mental health and the yes. awareness that we need to bring. To our communities and societies, and I'm sure you meet people, Dr. Telan and you're like, I think you are going through depression, you need, you know, just to see a psychologist. And a person says, I'm not mad.
3: <laughs> yeah. Do you
2: come across such? Yeah, is this we sort of do, stigma? We,
3: we do come across such patients, you know, yeah. And then, uh, 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 uh Khalis is basically my psych- a referral psychologist, mm. you know, sometimes I ask as to whether is this a psychiatric problem where yeah. I can consult with a psychiatrist yeah. or is it a psychological and she always advises me mm-hmm. that okay fine it's a psychological thing but it's very common especially during this time post-COVID mm. or you know, pre-school either like we are in now mm-hmm. you know parents are going to be separated from their children being so very worried as to whether is a child coping up or not coping up you know financial issues that uh, develop as when you take the child not having budgeted you know or, or having yeah. overspent during the festive season things like that yeah we do come across them mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: yeah. but people still don't want to be referred if they have to be
3: yeah but we we, we, we strongly persuade them that, that they should be referred <laughs> those are the challenges that you face as yeah. a doctor <laughs> Sis Khadi,
2: Sis Khadi, now why is it still a stigma when somebody when the doctor says yeah, I think this. Um, and if if the doctor mentions depression, stress, or mental something, anything mental, they're like, eh, So why is it still So why is it still a stigma even now? I mean, like we've been through COVID nineteen, the hardest time. It has been mm. the hardest two years in history, as as one of the family members said. In history. And so we've gone through the hardships. And why should we still be feeling like, you know, ashamed when we are told, no, it is, it's a mental issue or it's stress or it's depression? Why is it still a stigma?
0: I think as a society, as mental health care providers also, yeah. we fail to, to, to educate our communities and our, our, our guests. Our clients, I get, I call the patients, my guests okay. because they are not patients. Our guests, we fail to educate them about the synergy of body, mind, psychological connection, and really begin there to educate them so that they can see that even if Doctor Zailani prescribes, let's say Panado to just mention something. Oh, okay, people, let's say Paracetamol.
2: Let's not parasit- call it, but yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like a headache tablet okay yes you know it might be that that is just a symptom of an underlying problem that a guest is not addressing and from that point of view it is the responsibility of a healthcare provider to educate the 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 guest or the patient about the connection the body-mind connection and the stressors that are there so that the, 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 the person can get appropriate assistance. Remember mm-hmm. when we work, we work as a multidisciplinary team. Am mm-hmm. I in my practice elsewhere, The I in his practice elsewhere. But we still approach uh, people from a, a biopsychosocial perspective to acknowledge that conditions are not just biological, but they are also mm-hmm. social, psychological, and in other cases, Spiritual, which also needs to be taken into consideration. Mm -hmm. So as such, because we are very silent about education at that point, from that point of view, people still think when you are talking mental health, when you are talking antidepressants or whatever medication related to Mm -hmm. what they are presenting, Mm -hmm. they assume you think they are mad. Mm. And they don't, they don't get much support out there. That's why we see a lot of people relaxing even if they get medication.
2: You, you know, there's an example that I made during the week. Um, we were talking to one counselor as well. Um, mm-hmm. That I, Actually, I saw a video. I saw a video of one who is he's a comedian. And so he made this. And I was like, this is so real. This is what happens in our houses when a child comes in and, and they are diagnosed with depression. And the doctor says, okay, please do not put more stress on her or on him. Um, he's going through depression. Uh, this time, support him like this and that. And you would hear the mother in the house, their mother. Okay, he was acting the mother's road. And the mother would be like, um, um, Ndombi, can we send you to the store or are you still going through depression oh yeah
0: I saw that trending I saw (laughs) that
2: trending (laughs) Mm. and this but okay we're laughing about it but this is what happens when the pastor comes into the house and they're like please pray for us because now people are stressed in the house we can't even talk you know we can't even do anything in our houses because don't be stressed so these are the things that we go through Um, so it means that more education needs to be given to our communities True,
0: true that and I also advocate for this topics to be normal topics even in our families. Because remember, yeah. charity is at home. If I don't talk to my children about mental health and yeah. well-being, you know, out there when they are bullied or when they are told that you are crazy and whatnot, they will believe it. But if they come from a background where this is normal to be discussed, they will actually have resources to bounce back and say, look, Think what you think, but Mm -hmm. I have more knowledge than you do. So it is our
2: responsibility also to start there as parents. Mm. So it means we have to do more also um, here on the media side to spread Mm -hmm. uh, more of the word. But now, uh, what is the difference between a post-traumatic disorder versus an adjustment disorder? Because you mentioned um, an emotional reaction to a stressful event and one would be like yeah but maybe that's a post-traumatic disorder too <laughs> are they the same yeah.
0: they are definitely not the same
1: okay.
0: the, the symptom presentation might might look uh, similar okay. but in post-traumatic stress disorder we have something that threatens something somebody's life okay there is a threat a real threat for instance if somebody was involved in a car accident, or somebody was caught in a crossfire, you know, whatever form of threat to life, that caused either an acute stress disorder or post-traumatic stress disorder. But in this case of adjustment disorder, we're talking an event, a life event, that causes a stressful response. So I was still going to differentiate the so symptoms. That yeah. We don't jump from topic to, topic to topic. Like I said, it can be confused with many other disorders. Yeah. So if you may allow me, yeah. let me just let me just go through the symptomatology of it. Let's and do then that. We can yeah, we can unpack it further. So I was just saying it's it, 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 it characterized by emotional response following a stressful event. Typically, mm-hmm. those events would be financial issues, medical illness, uh, or, or relationship problems. But there are many other events that can trigger this. For instance, somebody winning a lotto, somebody being, um, uh, being getting a pay right at work, somebody getting a new position or getting into a new job. Mm. So uh, the symptomatology is is complex. They may involve anxiety, which mm-hmm. may be co- which may be confused with anxiety disorder. Okay. They may also involve depressive affect, which may be confused with major depressive disorder. Or they may also present with a disturbance of conduct. How one conducts. Himself or herself, uh-huh. and by definition, these symptoms that I have mentioned, they may begin within three months of that event occurring. Okay. and you have mentioned the issue of COVID. Uh-huh. Initially, initially when COVID started in twenty um, when was it twenty twenty in twenty nineteen when it was still far from us. Yeah. Yes, we knew that is a threat, but we never thought it would come to our shores. Mm. And we never thought it would be something that affects our life. Mm. So we got to alert level number five, which restricted us. Mm. And we thought, ah, this is just something that is going to last a few weeks. And we were okay with it. You know, although it wasn't easy, but we were fine. We were functioning knowing that in a few weeks we are resuming life as normal. that was expanded and expanded and expanded. We saw a lot of people now struggling to adjust to new ways of doing things. Mm. Working from home, mm. having to adapt to new technology, having to be used to not going anywhere where you used to go, having yeah. to adapt to not playing in the case of kids as normally they would do. So we saw a lot of adjustment disorders now developing from the impact of COVID. So for those who had existing mental conditions, yeah. we wouldn't talk of them as having adjustment disorders hmm. because now the, 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 the pandemic itself serves as a trigger for an already existing condition of depression. So now we are dealing with a recurring major depressive disorder. Hmm. So there are a lot of differentiators when it comes to made to, to adjustment disorder. That's why it's there's a fine line. It's very important to also understand that the symptoms may develop within yep. three months and do not last. More than six months. Once it lasts beyond, yeah, once it lasts beyond six months, we differentiate it as chronic. It's no longer uh, acute. So, the sub, I mean, the specifiers, Mm. they go in those categories. We have adjustment disorder Mm -hmm. with anxiety, anxiety mood disorder. We also have adjustment disorder with depressive mood. We also have adjustment disorder with mixed anxiety and depression we also have adjustment disorder with mixed anxiety depression and conduct disorder mm, 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 mm. it's a lot <laughs> it is a lot yeah. it is a lot and quite complex mm. but in this case as you can see the clinician plays a pivotal role in taking find history to identify when exactly their symptoms started and how do they present themselves? How but, long did they last?
2: Okay, but one so question that, that I have... Mm. One question that I have, as I'm listening to you, um, it it will start uh, three months within the or or what after after the action, whatever that has happened, the stressful event has happened, and so within that three months it can develop, and it Mm. it it would it can last for six months. Can it go Mm. to an extent of one feeling so overwhelmed that they don't want to live any longer? No, it Mm -hmm. just remains there.
0: Indeed, it can go to an extent that one doesn't want to live any longer, mm. which is where one of the signs and symptoms may include suicidal ideation. And in that case, it's where you find that this person doesn't have resources to to, to adjust or adapt to the new change that has mm. occurred in their life. So there, now we are talking adjustment disorder with. A depressive type. Oh okay. Yes. It's a depressive type. Sure.
2: And, and and when we're looking at um, at, at at how COVID nineteen has affected all of us yeah. <laughs> right now, what are the common yeah. cases that you see people coming through with during this time? You know, in terms of um, adjustment disorders.
0: Okay. For starters, I, ma- I mentioned working from home. Mm. Working, working from home is one of those new things that we all are not used to. It mm. are a new things. Mm. So it means that there we lost um, human contact. We had to rely on virtual resources mm. to mm. do our job. And most of the time, the human touch, the interaction, does help us cope with some of minor stressors that we get on a day to day basis. It's a support structure even if we may overlook it. Mm. So the fact that you don't connect with the people you used to connecting with it yeah. means something has been taken away from, from you. you. Yeah, and that 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 puts me in a depressive mood to feel like I can't do this mixed with the fact that some people cannot navigate the computer and the technology they've got the zoom the teams the this and that Mm. and they are expected to still be competent and deliver and they are very frustrated and confused and they get anxious Mm. and they get depressed they get into altercations with their bosses who Mm. expect them to join meetings and that's those are the common cases that i see but Another one that is also very um interesting mm. is that of marital problems because yes. remember we spend most of our our days at work. We mm. only meet in the evening as partners. So this time we are in our tiny house all locked up, we stuck. We stuck together and everyone is dealing with this pandemic mm. in their ways that mm. they know. Mm. Now we start to discover certain behaviors of our loved ones that we did not no. actually know. Or mm. even if we knew, we could tolerate them because we, we were not always safe. locked up together. Yeah, we yeah. were not locked up together. Mm. So family violence became one of those things that came up because, as I said, um. It may also come uh, adjustment disorder may also present itself in uh, in the form of um, con- the way one con- con- conducts himself. That the conduct involves aggressive behavior, hmm. drinking a lot, you know, um, transgressing the the, the, the laws, etc. All those things. So we saw a lot of family violence, marital problems, emerging, children presenting with. Um, conduct disorder because they are moody all the time, so there's sibling mm, rivalry, mm, they fight over TV the whole day when they're at home. So you are there as a parent to actually parent them the whole day in order to make sure that there is peace at home, which also overwhelms you. (coughs) So at the end of the day, we were dealing with people who presented with adjustment disorder, mostly with depressive... Yes. Depressive, the depressive uh, type, but the anxious type was there. Typically, the anxious type was related to the work situation okay. where people people were not keeping up with the the work pace.
2: All right. I think w- when we come back, uh, we can also look into how we can go about working our way, maneuvering our way out of. Such a disorder, and um, the family can also talk to us in studio. Maybe you you hear something that this um, is or, or that we mentioned with Dr. Teylen, and you're like, no, that's me, or ish. Yeah, I've noticed this in my house. You get a question, you get a comment. Uh, you can talk to us. The lines are opened on zero one two three three four one three two two. It's zero one two three three four one three two two. The SMS line three seven eight seven one. That will cost you just one hundred fifty, and our. WhatsApp, Telegram, it's 082-657-2729. It's 082-657-2729. I've also, um, I was talking to someone just before we take a break. I was talking to someone who said um, to me, actually, I was talking to my mom. I was talking to my mom who said to me, you're going to the store. It's such a mission, Um, you know, because... With COVID nineteen, um, she would send us to go out. We would be the ones who are running and doing everything, doing the errands. And now she's, she she needed a bottle of of um, um uh, what bottled water, you know, the big one. And she's like. You're driving to that store across on the other side. It's like a mission. And she's like, Yeah, COVID has played its part. And she says, No, it feels like it's far because we used to drive. We used to be out then. My mom is a pensioner. Mm. So it's like we used to drive. It used, to, you know, it, everything was fine. Then came COVID. Now it feels like it's far. So our behavior also has been altered. By this um, stressful situation and circumstance that we find ourselves as a people. Let's talk when we come back. That is Octavia. Octavia, more than a dreamer. <laughs> 29 minutes it is uh, just after attending To Radio Puff with your daily companion, 6, a.m. This is where you are. I'm Swungle fucking with you up until 11 o'clock. Do you remember that at 11 o'clock we have Germany Yanipelsa with Perspective. And um, yeah, he'll be with you up until 12 o'clock. Then at 12 o'clock. 12 year, you have a yonder neneba. So she'll be coming in with heart to heart with you up until three o'clock. I see Cookie. Cookie, thank you so much for that awesome message. Good morning to you, my dear Queen Spongile. I would like to send a shout out to my dear daughter, Angelina Stephen. Uh, she is a great art educator. I want to tell her that I am so proud of the blessed great work that she is doing with the children that come into her care every year. I'm so thankful for all the positive feedback from the parents of most of the children that she taught and helped with so much love and care they all went on into big schools and are excelling and enjoying it too well done to you my dear Angie. (laughs) and um, uh, she says god bless you and may may you have another blessed year ahead of you lots of love from mom thank you my queen i love you wow cookie wow Such a beautiful message uh, to your daughter, who's also an educator, as we've been celebrating educators um, earlier on. Thank you so much for that. And I hope that Angie heard that message from mom. And I see Apostle MNCO says, I salute all educators, psychologists and psychiatrists for their efforts during the season. Uh, I would like to also add on your list, you forgot doctors and nurses. <laughs> you forgot doctors and nurses. Well, we salute, we salute, we salute. And we thank God for their efforts during the season. Family, the lines are open for you. You can talk to us in studio. I'm not alone. I'm with Dr. Tailani And I'm also with a uh, psychologist, Siskadi Tobejani. And um, Dr. Telani, you have
3: a question for sis khadi oh yes thanks uh, for this opportunity this mm. you know what uh, while adults can experience adjustment disorders it is predominantly diagnosed in children and adolescents yeah you know i'm failing to understand why our adolescents and children are so much empowered to can, to can you know handle deal with it deal with these things you know? yeah but how is it like that you know maybe khadi can you know yeah. Uh,
0: let let me understand your question again. You want to understand how come children may also have adjustment disorder?
2: No, no, no. How it's predominantly they are empowered though yeah. to 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 can deal, can in maneuver. deal with maneuver things. Is, are they doing it much better than adults?
3: Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it's predominantly in adults and children. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I know that uh, adults do get it, but. Uh, Is predominantly with the adolescents and uh, yes, and children. children. Yes,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. yes. I think that is a very important question to ask Mm. because uh, critical to understanding adjustment disorder, Mm. we need to understand three factors. Okay. Number one, the nature of the stressor. Number Mm. two, the conscious. An unconscious meaning of the stressor to the patient mm-hmm. number three the patient's pre-existing vulnerability uh, uh. so in the in this case let's take an example of a child who have lost a mother yeah at a young age mm. that test that child is vulnerable or if it's an adult mm. he or she is vulnerable to adjustment disorder so Actually, actual operative support from key relationships that the person has can affect behavioral and emotional responses to the stressor. So the environmental resources that are there might assist the person to cope well with the stressors until they are within a period of six months. Mm-hmm. So it is highly, highly dependable on personal factors and individual factors. Okay. But the vulnerability sectors are very critical to identify in this case, so that they can be dealt with and the person be empowered appropriately to deal with the event itself. Because uh, within six months, with adjustment disorder, the symptoms should be able to abate. Okay. Yeah. Now, did I answer you, doctor? Like
3: <laughs> Yeah, no, you did. You did. Thank you very much. But,
0: my, but now I can see why you
3: know, you know, in 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 when when you go through medical school yeah you are only given one year to do psychology, psychology yeah. Yeah. so i understand why you know i had a supplementary exam to go back to college, <laughs> <laughs> I understand why because this thing is very complicated i know, I know.
2: <laughs> now is it possible for one to can have a chronic adjustment uh, disorder because i'm just thinking with COVID 19 for example um where we are as a people all over the world it keeps it, it keeps on recurring. now the next thing you know there's omicron okay there's another delta what what There's you know yeah, <laughs> yeah and 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 now you find yourself being confined mm. again closed mm. uh, you know behind doors <laughs> so can one also find themselves going through a chronic um adjustment disorder as a result
0: Oh, oh, yes. One of the specifiers is acute uh, adjustment disorder and chronic adjustment disorder. And how do we uh, differentiate between the two? If the disturbance itself or the symptomatology lasts less than six months, Mm. it's acute. It's something that the patient or the guest is able to mobilize resources to deal with the stressor appropriately and effectively until they feel like they have adjusted and they are productive in whatever that they are doing. Mm. However, on the other hand, the chronic type, if it occurs or is diagnosed, if the disturbance itself lasts for six months or longer. Mm. So here the differentiator is six months. And in most cases, when you look at the chronic type, you'll actually realize or as you dip, you 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 dig deep into the history you may also find that there are comorbidities okay so that, again that severity also contributes to whether it's chronic or acute for some people it might be just acute because they won a lottery and they are more than happy and they don't know what to do with themselves being rich overnight. What? And and if they get a financial advisor and talk to the right people, they bounce back and they are they return to their normal life and adjust to a life of more you know, resources. But Wait. those with more vulnerabilities. <laughs> yes. Those with more vulnerabilities, comorbidities such as previously diagnosed disorders such as major depressive disorders that were in remission, for mm-hmm. instance, mm-hmm. now they are they are safe with adjusting to COVID. It can go beyond six months. And in that case, we also put the diagnosis of major depressive disorder and adjustment disorder because in the excess one of the um, di- diagnostic criteria, a patient can present with more, uh, several diagnoses. You find Mm. that others have got adjustment disorder, major depressive disorder, generalized injury disorder, Mm. uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. You name them because of Mm. the the severity of the event, Mm. because of the social circumstances that they find themselves in and their vulnerability and lack of resources. And I guess that's where medication may come in.
2: Okay, now, Sis you mentioned something. You reminded me of a show that we watched on, on TV. And I, I never thought that uh, that could also be seen as an adjustment disorder when I've won the lotter and I don't know what to do with myself. Um, and, and okay, we've watched this kind of show. I think they called it I Blew It. I think they called mm-hmm. it I Blew It, where uh, people would be spending and spending spending sleepless nights and and abusing the kind so that is an adjustment disorder as well i mean like we we think that adjustment disorder should be stressful so these are this is a happy stress kind of (laughs) they call them they call them happy what do you call them happy nice problems nice life problems so this one it's not a stressful situation is it still an adjustment disorder
0: is the person happy with their spending can they afford what they are spending how do they react after they have spent the money? Ah. yo <laughs> okay so there's nothing there's nothing wrong with spending uh-huh. for things that you, you really need or if you really just want to spoil yourself but surely there's a problem in the December month if you only got so much salary and you spend All of it. And then in January, you are faced with the stress of having to see how you pay the school fees, how you go to work, etc., etc., and you are scratching the surface, asking money here and there for transport, which now pulls you down into a depressive mode. That might not be an, adjust, be an adjustment okay. disorder, it might be
2: something else. Tabisa is asking Spongile, please ask the doctors there, what do we call it when people were sick during COVID-19 in ventilators and they nearly died, that should be more than stressful. Is it still an adjustment disorder, is mm-hmm. Khadi? Um, is it? Is yeah. it? I think. I think. What he's alluding to. You. You mentioned a stressful event, and we also spoke earlier on about post-traumatic. So, if if one nearly died and they were in ventilators, do we still view mm-hmm. it as as um, an adjustment disorder?
0: You see, psychiatry and psychology is quite a tricky uh, field, and it relies a lot more on the genuineness of the presentation of the patient in order for a diagnosis to be made. For some people, it's an adjustment disorder because you find that they come out of the hospital, their COVID is completely healed, but they are still very anxious,
1: Hmm. you
0: know. They are still anxious and careful, and to some extent, they can't trust. That is an adjustment disorder, but after a while, they are able to resume their normal life. Mm. Others are still stressed and maybe depressed. They fear for their children's lives. For instance, somebody saying, "I was diagnosed with COVID. What if it's my wife? What if it's all of my children?" Mm. and they present with depressed mood. We'll still diagnose it with. Diagnosis as adjustment, adjustment. order. Okay. We are dependent on the time frame and other underlying vulnerabilities ah. that may have been there. So, history taking in this case is very important okay. to the clinician to be able to make the right diagnosis.
3: Okay. Can uh, I just go to say, man, Yes. Yeah. Actually, uh, just to follow up on, on what Cardi said, yeah. we have treated a lot of patients mm. in the ICU. Mm. You know, they went out of this. Uh, acute stage and then uh, they went out of the hospital went to I mean out of the ICU to mm-hmm. the general warden and from there they uh, recovered yep. but somehow in about six months to nine months mm. well researchers shown that uh, they get this long COVID which is a more of a psychosomatic mm. manifestation of the body Hmm. to what really transpired in the ICU and into going to the general ward So uh, I agree with uh, Hadi that uh, Hmm. whatever happens Hmm. it can be uh, what you call uh, uh, an adjustment disorder Mm -hmm. but that will go away but it will manifest as a long COVID that we have now diagnosed and then it can last up to about nine months in a psychosomatic way a person a person will be having chronic headaches, will be having generalized body pains, tiredness, lethargy, malice, so, you know things mm. like that. Not that uh, he's still in the adjustment disorder phase. He's gone out of it, but in a long COVID phase. And mm. we don't even know that we are going to have a cure for it or what. It mm. only time will tell. Mm, mm, mm. So about my voice. My voice is quite sorry. Awesome.
2: we understand Uh, we understand now now, now, how do we then maneuver as a people through it all are we able to can escape these um, do we all need treatment because sorry but all of us
3: (laughs) what I (laughs) know is uh, there's different modes of uh, having to treat this uh, condition and then uh, experience has shown us that medication have very limited value in the treatment of adjustment disorders. So what you do is psychotherapy where Mrs Khadi come in and then uh, they counsel the patients and everything. And then, uh, you know, just what I want to say is that medication I mean, plays a very limited role yeah. when it comes to, uh, I don't know, do you agree, uh, Mrs Khadi? Khadi?
0: Uh, uh, Precisely. Um, I I, I agree with Dr. Tlailani that in in approaching the the, the treatment regimen, the the medication comes as part of it. Mm. And it comes as informed by a thorough uh, assessment of the client, because remember, as I said, As people, we have different resources and our bodies and our brains and minds have been wired naturally
1: to Mm. heal. Mm.
0: And some people come from backgrounds that are open and nurturing and supportive Mm. to people and they are open to talk about some of the emotional issues and burdens that they are going through. Such environment might, might be a holding space for the patient to a point that they may not necessarily need medication because you can hear when you're talking to this person. He, he or she acknowledges that he's going through a difficult time. Yeah. He's in touch with the inside. He just needs a different perspective of looking at it in order to be able to cope with it. But most importantly, he has a holding environment. The second group of people mm. is the most vulnerable people depending on the severity of their event mm. and the duration of that. you find that their body resources, biological resources mm. are depleted. You can see that this person is really worn out as Dr. Klailani has already alluded to that. Yeah. Medication plays that part in helping the brain now ah. to... to, to, to to mobilize mm. the, 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 the neurotransmitters. I'm not a doctor, but I, <laughs> I, I, I sort of can try to navigate that language. The neurotransmitters that have to do with mood, in order for this person now to start exploring the resources that are tangible mm. and around her, to be able to cope with the stressful event unless, until it is resolved. And after it has resolved, The symptoms may not abate immediately. Mm -hmm. They may continue for the next six months and they are fine. Mm -hmm. So medication does play a very important role in that. And we need to educate our people about that role that medication plays. And assure them that medication is not something that we would like them to be on for a long time Mm -hmm. because the body has got those resources. Mm -hmm. So they have to do some bit of work while we are assisting
2: them with medication and psychotherapy. Sure, okay. uh, but I do believe that all of us need some, some help. <laughs> <laughs> After, in, in December, it was worse. So uh-huh. many people were going through quite a lot. All right, let's take the last break. I think we don't have much time. These sounds, uh, Dr. Tleilani specifically requested that we play these ones.
1: If I don't love you, I miss the mark. So it all comes down Stephanie, come and join me on this one, wherever you are. Oh. God bless you! all down to live.
2: You can hear uh, Doctor Teylan in the going like, "Now I'm happy." <laughs> That is BBY and It all comes down to love. We're sitting on 8 minutes just before 10 and I see VUS is getting ready together with Germany, Yanni Pelsa for perspective at 11 o'clock. I'm not alone. Yes, it is just for you and I'm not alone. I'm with Dr. Abel Tlaylani that uh, is met Dr. Tlailani, and I'm also with psychologist Sisa uh, Khadi Tobejani. We're learning about adjustment disorders. Um, sure, we're learning quite a lot. We're learning quite a lot. And so, Dr. Teleny, you had a question for Sis Khadi before
3: we go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my question basically is on prevention. I know it may be a very unfair question. Mm. You know, uh, preventative measures which are there to reduce uh, adjustment disorders, mm. especially in adolescents, mm. Are there any known that uh, can be applied? Because uh, I'm sure, you know, there is a saying that uh, prevention is always better than cure. Uh-huh. Uh, any suggestions?
0: It's more. It's more like um, how, how do we restructure our family lives okay. and our day-to-day living to um, empower uh-huh. our children to be able to navigate challenges as they come mm. their way? Because there's no way we can avoid challenges. There's no way we can avoid. Uh, life events that are stressful. So, uh-huh. in terms of prevention, it's quite a tricky one. But I think it all goes back to as families, to to really ensure that our living spaces are empowering uh-huh. to uh-huh. our to our to our children and our adolescents. We remain open to them and be willing to listen to them, not to. Talk to them or talk at them because -hmm. most of the time we talk at At them and yeah and we talk at them and we prescribe what and how they should do things we Mm -hmm. need to forge an environment of empowerment and by being open with our communication but on a brighter on a a lighter note parents Mm -hmm. even more positive Mm -hmm. Uh, with appropriate uh, treatment the overall prognosis of adjustment disorder mm. is it, generally favorable and most patients uh, return to, to to their level of functioning within three months. It will be oh, those awesome. very few. Yeah, mm. it mm. will be those very few really who will go up to six months. But the okay. prognosis with treatment is very, very good. With adolescents, the prognosis may be poor because there tend to be a push and pull between parents and they are children, mm-hmm. and that is not necessary. So I always say the millennials and our way of thinking is completely <laughs> different. Yeah. As part of prevention to our family members, let's understand where they are. Their way of thinking is way different from our okay. old school way of being raised. Yeah. So let's understand them. Let's meet them halfway.
2: All right. Mm-hmm. So Skadi, thank you so much for coming on board. You said uh, we can come back to this topic again. Um, and so, yeah, we will make sure that we do so. For family members seeking to talk to you directly, how do they get hold
0: of you? Um, I am also in partial private practice okay. at uh, Montana, which mm-hmm. is not far from the CBD. Uh, the address, if you, if you want that, is 737-Amandel-Guong in Port. Okay. And the contact number is 079-697-4707. Okay. 079-079-697-4707.
2: All right, events then. Sis Hadi, thank you so much. May God richly bless you. I thought you would also mention chocolate somewhere. Give our teenagers and our adolescents some chocolate. <laughs> you know, boost their let's, joy. I
0: am also there in, at, at social media, but my, my pages are still being developed. Okay. But the, the email address is khadipsychologist at gmail.com. Thank you All so much. Things. Thank All you right. so
2: much. A blessed one thank to you. you. Thank you, honey. Thank you. We'll be talking. Thank
0: you. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. And Dr. Tleilani's numbers, 0787382694. 0787382694. Yes.
3: Dr. Tlalani, thank you. Thank you very much, Mommy. But please, not psychologically. They shouldn't ask psychological questions. <laughs> I won't be able to answer them. Anything else but psychology. All then. Okay. <laughs> medical,
2: medical. Medical issues. Yes. Thank
3: yeah. you so much. Uh, thank you very much.
2: Have a great one family. We are here. <laughs>
3: You're the
1: most high God Your presence is heaven to me
0: You're at 657 AM, radio carrying 24
1: hours a day, 657 AM.